What up, y'all? It's the Mildly Professional Podcast with Amber and Laura. And today is Season 2, Episode 2, where we are going to dive into a couple of our friends who answered some questions that we sent them. So we're very excited. We went over our answers in Episode 1, so now every other episode will be our friends and family answering. So And maybe some random people. We don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? It's a surprise for everybody involved. Even us. We don't know. We have (laughs) poor planning. So roll that intro. We got two gals from a college town making memories going through the business route with a little experience, a whole lot of ambition and go about their lives on a never-ending mission to share their knowledge everywhere they go. And speaking of Batman, which famous sci-fi villain are you, Laura? Okay. Yeah, you know, I've never really identified with many villains in my life. Um, That's right, because you're a merchant. That's right. I'm a merchant. Listen to episode, what, two of season one? Yeah, episode two. I'm a merchant at all times. (laughs) We're all merchants. (laughs) But I guess if I had to choose one, it'd be Scar, because being not your parents' favorite... I'm just kidding, Mom and Dad. Don't come for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all the parents out there, please tell us, do you have favorite children? Honestly. Did you know, and I don't know how true this is, but apparently Scar was... His name originally, I can't remember the word for it, but the word translated in English is like garbage. So they had Mufasa, which means king, and then uh, Scar's real name, meaning trash. (laughs) So you have king versus trash, and like literally what did you expect from your children when you name one king and one garbage? What did you expect? And I don't want to get fact checked on that so <laughs> i want to believe that's true <laughs> somebody read a supportive comment about yes laura that's correct and here's the word that translates <laughs> and here's the language and here's all of it <laughs> i'm sure that's correct because they're smart too in in movies and books about names of characters and yeah how they're depicted so i think that's always cool to look at that was always the first thing i did in literature Mm-hmm. Right, when I mean, you have to write an essay, I go, okay, so who are the characters? What are their names? Where do they come from? That's a good three paragraphs right there. Yeah. For an essay, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, this is another one of those awesomeness quizzes that yep. I got from my friend Christina, who is going to be featured on this episode. That's so exciting. I know. Okay. So, the little blurb is sometimes it's more fun to be the bad guy than it is to be the hero. If you were to embrace your dark side, which fantasy nemesis would you be? Dun, dun, dun. Number one. Mm-hmm. Who would be your nemesis? A. Only a cosmic being of equal status is worthy. Hmm. B. Someone I underestimate. This is who's your nemesis. Okay. Okay? Yeah. C. Talking animals. D. Someone I've wronged in the past. E. Resilient Rebels, or F, I did this wrong, D, maybe I didn't, anyway, I'm going to repeat it anyway, D is someone I've wronged in the past, 
Yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. E, resilient rebels, F, someone who wronged me in the past. Oh, I've definitely got to go with that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm unsure. Let's see. Probably someone I underestimate, and it would probably end up being my sister. Mm. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Alyssa. She listens to this episode like, what? I know. And this is how you find out her villain origin story. Yes. Right now. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm trying to think if I should just go with talking animals at this point, because, I mean, obviously. Obviously. Um, I'm going to go with only a cosmic being of equal status is worthy. Ooh. <laughs> That's a good one. Because I'm like, if I've wronged you in the past, or if you've wronged me in the past, it's in the past. Let's just forget about that. <laughs> Let's work on what are we doing now. Okay. And sure. what's going on, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of growth on my part. I was about to say that's the mentally healthy way to handle (laughs) things like that. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, who are your followers? Mm. Mm. All twenty people who listen to this podcast. All twenty people. We love you guys. A, people whose skills and dark natures match my own. B, a doomsday cult. Oh. C. Monsters of my own making, and nine very bad kings. Specifically nine. Very specific. D. Strong creatures I can manipulate. E. Power-hungry politicians. Or F. Genetically engineered super beings. And what was the question? How did they word it? Who are your followers? Um, I am gonna have to go with, uh, A. The people who match my energy. Just dark nature. Dark nature. Well, I figure if I'm a villain, it's going to be, you know, people that are like me. Man, this one's, this one's a hard quiz. It really is. I'm really not knowing my answers to this. Like, monsters of my own making and nine very bad kings. Why would I want my followers to be very bad kings? Oh, like they're bad as an evil? That's what I'm gathering from that. I kind of am leaning towards a doomsday cult, but I don't know why. By the way, that sound was the couch, if that got picked up. (laughs) It's the couch. I'm not passing gas on my podcast, I promise. Oh my gosh, you cut it out. Yeah. Well, it was in the middle of one of us talking, so (laughs) I had to say a little something. Man. Oh, Strong, strong creatures. But those aren't followers if I can manipulate them. I guess that's what followers are. That's what followers kind oh, of are. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Fine. I guess Managers I'll have... everywhere are like, ha, ha, ha. That's what I've been doing all along. You didn't even know? <laughs> uh, strong creatures I can manipulate. That's what I'm going to go with. There you go. Okay. Um, how do you keep your minions in line? Okay. A, with my superhuman intellect and strength. B, I strangle them with my mind. C, simple, they worship me. D, by giving them rings of power which I control. Whoa. Literally says that. <laughs> um, e, by turning them into stone when they mess up. Oh gosh. Or F, by kidnapping or torturing their loved ones. Dear God. This is how you're keeping your minions in line. Yeah. I'm gonna go with, um... With my superhuman intellect and strength. Gonna be outsmarting people. 
Oh, I'm going to go with simple. They worship me. <laughs> That's a good, you know, other option there. That, that'll work. You know, it's not strangling them with my mind. No, I mean. <laughs> I'll just work on being good and maybe they'll just like to follow me and then we'll be good to go. Right. Okay. right. I'm focused on being good. What supervillain are you? <laughs> Wait, what? Right. Okay. Number four. What is your best feature? A, overall superiority. B, tentacles. Oh, and wings. Mm. C, the all-seeing eye. Mm. D, eternal youth. Okay. E, my horcruxes. Or F, my commanding voice. Did I say that right? My horcruxes? Yeah. Okay, cool. Or my commanding voice. I'm going to go with eternal youth. I thought I was going to go with that too, but then I was like... Man, tentacles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, dang, that'd be cool. What are, what are your, what are Horcruxes? That's where, that spoiler alert for Harry Potter, if you haven't watched her, uh, the movies or read the books, I'm sorry. Skip ahead 15 seconds. Horcruxes are where he breaks off pieces of his soul into items. So, like, that's how they stay alive. Oh, that's how he stayed yes. alive even after yes. he died because they existed. So, no, probably not that. That's kind of boring. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with tentacles. No, why not? It's just really, really calling to me today. And wings. Oh, and wings. So tentacles yeah. and wings. Okay. You can tell we're recording at my house again because you just heard my cat jingle all the way across the living room. <laughs> so, oh, what fun. It Still is going, fun. buddy. Still going. Oh, Henry. Get it together. Okay. What drives you? A, adoration, B, revenge, C, power, D, ambition, E, the dark side, or F, world domination. I'm going to go with adoration. Adoration. I love being adored. Hmm. Which, speaking of, um, my birthday is on Valentine's Day, and this past weekend... I had a, my very first surprise party thrown for me. Yeah, that was so fun. I felt very adored that day. It was so exciting. The best party ever. It was a good day. You were truly surprised. It was it was pretty awesome. I What shocked me was seeing my friends... Oh, Ivy's talking to us now. Oh, gosh. But um, what surprised me was seeing uh, Trevor and Caitlin here. Yeah. That was the... Mom and Dad kind of makes sense. Tr- you know, Travis and Shelby. But then them... I was like, whoa, they had to drive, like, a long way to get here. What? I so. almost had more people, too, but they were busy and we planned it two weeks in advance. It's okay. okay. It totally makes sense. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just like, what are we going to do for Laura's birthday? I've got it. Genius. I've got it. And almost blew it immediately because I thought, <laughs> my brain was like, okay, I will call Laura's husband. I'm going to call I'm, <laughs> I said I'm going to call him because um, then... It's not a text. I figure it'd be easier to cover it up if, like, sure. yeah. Laura saw it or something. Because I don't know if she goes through his phone. I don't think so, but nah. what do I know? And so I'm like, okay, crap, what if, well, if I call him, then we can have a longer conversation about it and just, like, kind of get it done and move on. And then I go, hey, he's like, hey, is everything cool? I'm like, yeah. But I need to talk to you about Laura's birthday. I think we should throw her a surprise party. He went, okay, that's fine, but you should text me and you need to tell her immediately why you called because I was on the phone with her and went, Amber's calling me. (laughs) 
and she said, I better answer it because why is she calling you? Who better figure that out? I love that's our friendship though, that I'm like, yes, husband, yes. don't answer my best friend's call. Why aren't you answering it? Why aren't you answering my best friend? <laughs> she could be in trouble. She could be dying right now and you're busy talking to me. Yes. What's happening? Which could have been true, but I was like, seriously, the one time, <laughs> the one time that I ever call you. And then I had to call Laura and... I mean, it's kind of bad because I was going to follow up with her anyway because she just got done at an appointment. Mm -hmm. I thought she was still at her appointment, which Mm. is why I thought, okay, perfect time to call him, right? Right. So then I had to call and be like, I was just calling to check up on you after your appointment. You accidentally called your husband. (laughs) And you know, I didn't even second guess it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We were trying to be so slick. Y'all were slick, man. Immediately almost blew it. Um, oh my gosh. Also, I don't know, none of these things drive me, so I'm really struggling with this answer. I guess ambition? Yeah, that, that I'll tracks. Go that. I'll go with that one. <laughs> the dark side? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Power? No. Okay. Number six. Why not use your powers for good? Oh, interesting question for interesting. villains. A. Tried that, didn't work. <laughs> you know what? I like that answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. B. Because mortals ruin everything. Mm-hmm. C. And help muggles? No thanks. D. Being good is for unimaginative children. Oh, d- well. E. And share the power? Not me. Mm. F. I can't help it if my destiny is to end the world. I am who I am. I like A. Hmm. We're going to both answer that one. The same. Sounds good. All right. What is your downfall is number seven. I don't have one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And see, I have an, okay, interesting point here. So hold on a second. Mm -hmm. What is your downfall? A, pride. (laughs) B, my children. So that's your answer because you just, okay, anyway. uh, Pride. Is what I meant. Yeah. You don't have any children. I was um, like, I don't have kids. Ivy, seriously, I love you, but what is with you guys getting all up on my iPad? Okay. Yeah, my don't ch- make me have to buy her one. Don't do it. I know. That was expensive. Still paying for it. Um, see, I have vengeance. I have vengeance tunnel vision. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, my horcruxes, which is what I was like, why is that some special trait? See, what's your best feature? My horcruxes. But then they're also your downfall. Like, that can't be your best feature. It's like saying, Superman, your best feature is that kryptonite will ruin you. That's your best feature. (laughs) That's the best one. Yeah. Hands down. So I don't like that. Okay. Mm. That's why I said it was dumb. No offense. (laughs) E, I do my best work. From afar, using my mind. That's your downfall. That you do your best work from afar, using your mind. Okay. Okay, Anyway. Sure. F. Determined halflings. I guess that's like half beings that are Mm -hmm. determined, and they're your downfall. Yeah. Because they're against you. Okay. I am going to go with, um, uh, I have vengeance tunnel vision. Oh, interesting. Because when I hold a grudge, it's hard for me to let go of one. I have to do a lot of self-reflection and work. Yes. But that's why you're so good, because it barely even is noticeable. 
I am so glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm going to go with my children. I don't have children, but I feel like when I do, that will be my biggest challenge in life. Yeah. That tracks. Yep. Absolutely. Because I'll be like, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> okay. He's like, I've been there. I know. <laughs> and they're going to be like, okay, mom. I can see it now. So clearly. <laughs> All right. I love the voice for your children. Okay, mom. Okay, mom. <laughs> They're going to do that to me so much. You're going to be like, yeah, we knew. We knew. All right. Eight. If you could learn one lesson, what would it be? A. How to make less complicated plans. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Don't, that got me. B. How to stay with the person you love. <laughs> wow. C. How to let your minions do the work for you. That sounds like one of my coworkers right now. <laughs> D, how to tame a lion. Oh, okay. E, how to make and keep friends. Or F, how to hang on to your jewelry. Random. I'll go that with must the... be related to one of the villain's characters and we just don't know. Right. Yeah. I'll go with the making and keeping friends. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so... I feel like I kind of want to say how to stay with the person you love. Not that I need to, like, learn that lesson, but that would be pretty important. Yeah. Uh, I've been criticized about that before, so... Fortunately. Mm. Uh, I'll just say an answer is you. There you go. How to make and keep friends. Okay. Number nine. What is your go-to item of clothing? A. I don't wear clothes. Oh. B. A ring. C, a white fur coat. D, dark robes. E, a life support system with a cape. (laughs) Because it's Darth Vader. Got it. Oh, okay. That's you, though, for real. Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Minus the cape, but all right. (laughs) You're attached to your life support system. Oh, my gosh. It's a spinal cord stimulator, for all of you who are wondering. Okay. Yeah. F. A sweater that shows off my physique. That's mine, absolutely. I'm going to go with that one, too. <gasps> Same answer. Okay. It was almost the ring, but then I was like, but I'm just going to get, like, Lord of the Rings kind of villain. Yeah. So I was like, mm, but I do love my rings, but I do love a good sweater. I was almost on a white fur coat, because I do have one of those now. Well, it's not white. It's cream. Mm, mm-hmm. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pita screaming in the background. <laughs> if you could be a normal human, what would you do? Be a merchant. We've be been through a this. Merchant. Oh, you know, when D has joined the army, I guess you would not be doing that. <laughs> okay, A, read books about myself. B, spend more time with friends and family. C, play with my kids. Which freaking villain has a ton of kids? Okay, anyway. <laughs> D, join the army. E, become a famous model, or F, normal, human, disgraceful. I'll go with the friends and family. Yeah. Me too. It's okay, this can be a little bit easier to add up, because some of these are the same. Okay, I'm going to do some math. Ready? Input. Do, 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 Math, math, math. Okay, hello everybody, we're back with the results. And we're back. Okay, so I'm going to start with my results. Because okay. I cannot believe it. Okay. So the Horcruxes, that's from Harry Potter, right? Yeah. I got Voldemort. You got Voldy! <laughs> After all of that trash talk that I did on the Horcruxes. 
<laughs> I got Voldemort. Oh my gosh. Okay, That's so funny. the description is Once the unassuming Tom Riddle, Voldemort was one of the most powerful wizards of his age, but chose evil after a rejection filled adolescence. You hate mm-hmm. muggles and strive to be the supreme ruler of the wizarding world. Yeah, that tracks. Really? Sure. <laughs> no, just with the answers that you were giving, like, what? Just humans. I like, didn't even give that answer. I know, but that was, a couple of them had similar vibes, oh, it felt. Gosh. I guess. Fine, I'm Voldemort. That's funny. That's fine. I just, like, literally don't even. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. You got Darth Vader. <laughs> the infamous Jedi Knight turned Sith Lord. Hmm. You can kill with a thought. Or a lightsaber if necessary. Mm -hmm. You commune with the dark side of the Force and have the most recognizable outfit in the galaxy. Oh, heck yeah. Which is funny because you didn't even put that answer as like your life support. life support. Right. But you ended up getting Darth Vader. That's it was meant to be. Wow, we should really not comment on stuff that much until the end. Until the really very just, end. Yep. I mean, wow. I guess. Yeah, because I'm not, okay, so the other ones kind of start with things like Revenge Driven. That was Khan Noonien Singh. I don't know where that's from. Oh, Star Trek. And then the White Witch of Narnia um, thrives on being feared. We don't really do that either. Mm-mm. Um, and then Sauron from Lord of the Rings, just really influential, I guess. And then the other one that your husband told me how to pronounce and I already forgot. <laughs> Sithulu. Cthulhu. Was it Cthulhu? Yeah. Let me see it. I remember thinking it's not how it's spelled in my opinion. Cthulhu. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it's spelled. But that's the tentacle-headed one. And you love to be worshipped by your cult followers. Yeah. We're just not that bad. No. We're we're pretty vanilla. We're the merchants of the world. Yeah. We're not that. No, if you think of it that way, merchants aren't always that nice. They kind of rip people off sometimes. Yeah, we're the tax collectors of the pirating world. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's fine. We can be tax collectors. That's chill. Compared to pirates, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing all right. We're just barely pirates. We rip people off financially, not just by killing them. Yes. Yeah. See? It's fine. They still have their life. That's right. I'm just kidding. Just not their livelihood. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good one. Whatever. We could get in a whole rabbit hole about quality of life situations. Yeah. But I think that we should start with your friend Jenna today. Oh, man. So we should. And I think that you should read through hers, and we'll comment on it, and then I'll read through Christina's. So we have today, um, Laura's friend Jenna and my friend Christina have submitted their responses, so we created a Google form where we asked interview questions, because it's difficult for us to have actual guests, just logistically. Um, we had our brother, my brother, our brother. Our uh, brother. He's our brother now, man. We had our brother on. Um, Colby, and it was challenging, and we had to record it twice, yep. and we don't have two microphones, and so, and that was even tough to even just coordinate his schedule, so we're doing it this way. We have people submitting stuff. It's great. We love reading through everybody's responses, 
So we will start with Miss Jenna. All right. So the first one is my friend Jenna Mae Pass, who we love dearly. Um, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> and we're Yay, good. Jenna. <laughs> we stand. Um, she's pretty great, and we asked, you know, if we can use people's real names and uh, how we met them. Um, and she said how she and I met was towards the end of elementary school and we became best friends throughout middle school and high school. She then said she's comfortable with anything we want to share about our high school stories. Oh, and then she put a lot of our inside jokes. I can do this too. Okay. She, that's its own story, but she was trying to show that she could be as flexible as like our the rest of us because we were doing like gymnastics type tricks and she lifted her leg up and immediately fell over oh <laughs> so my gosh. i can do this too and then like on the floor oh no um and then amber and her um met through me and then we got to hang out all together a lot at my wedding so that's kind of how yes, we all know each other we tied bows on bubbles for that's hours right for we hours. Sure did. The night before the wedding. Yep. It was great. Yep. We did it, though. And she was struggling with those poor bows at yes. first. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I had to teach her. She's like, what do you mean? How do I do it? I go, Jenna, look, we got this. Okay? It's I know a- we're all so stressed, but we've got this. Jenna's always been the best, though. She's a yeah. great, loyal human being and just somebody you really want in your corner. I've learned that. So, let's see. And you guys met what year in high school, high school? No, we met in elementary school. Elemen- that's right. Elementary. We knew that. each other, knew of each other in elementary school. So probably fourth and fifth grade. So what would that be? Like two thousand five, maybe somewhere in there. Yep, that was um, fifth grade, two thousand five. Yes. Okay. So we knew of each other, and we did something called literacy days. I don't know if you had that, but it's like poetry recitation, plays, and stuff like that. It was a competition. And she also did that, um, and that's how we met. And then in middle school, we had all of our classes together. And so that just put us together. And our parents love each other. Like, I call her mom, Mama Paz. She calls my mom, Mama Betty. You know, it's really, or, yeah, Mama Harness, whichever. It kind of switches. But, um, okay. So next we asked about their current job title and a brief description of that. And right now, she's actually a graduate student and also a teaching assistant. Um, She helps out the professors with anything they need for their classes, such as setting up Zoom meetings and monitoring class discussions. She helps students review exams and papers, and and currently her assignment consists of managing the Journal of Forensic Psychology Research and Practice, where she overlooks the review process and helps authors and reviewers with any questions they have about manuscripts. So pretty much she's important. Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, she just got published not too long ago. I have to find that, but I thought that was so cool in one of those journals. um, I can say I have a published friend. We should link it if we can. Yes. We'll we'll check on that because that's really cool. And I think it's, it's so important. I like that she's doing that teaching role or being a mentor yeah I think it's so important we talk a lot about mentorship but it is important to sometimes just have somebody tell you yeah here's what you need to do here's what you need to work on she's who I reached out to once we started thinking about going to grad school I reached out to her and was like tell me straight up it's two classes going to be possible for me 
like are one and I know our how our schools are set up are different like ours is very at our own pace and hers is more deadline based especially with her thesis and everything um but I still needed that input and so she got to mentor me in a way since we're a couple years behind her being in grad school so that's been pretty cool and then tell us something cool about you and this is really cool she has a photographic memory yeah, that's awesome. I, she I don't remembers, know many people who have that. I don't either. She's, I think, the only person I, I know actively that has one. Um, she remembers details, big or small, from all the stages of her life. Um, and then she can remember mine and Trent's first date. She remembered when me and my ex-boyfriend got together and broke up. She can remember just all sorts of, like, so if there's a detail about my life I can't remember... I ask her. She what you, knows it. But what about, she remembers the date itself yes. mm-hmm. on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Sometimes she can give you more of a, like, broader time frame. But for years and years and years, when it came to me and, me and my ex, um, and then me and Trent, she could tell me the exact dates that all of the big milestones happened. It's crazy. Wow. I know. And then she did go to college. She's currently in college in grad school. Um, so her majors in undergrad were criminology and a minor in psychology. Um, she was a forensic science major first, but LOL. <laughs> and then in uh, between stars, cries at organic chem. She said nope. She said nope out of that real quick. I remember that was pretty hard for her because she had to really like come to terms with this isn't what... I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And, and that's that always hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is hard. And it's hard, too, when it happens later. I'm sure we'll see some of that in other people's responses. But sometimes you realize a long time after you go through all the schooling and a, mm-hmm. a bunch of time in your career that that's not what you want to do. And you got to go back and do something else. It's really rare that a person knows what they want to do from a young age and, like, sticks with it. My mom is probably the only person I know that I would say that's pretty true. She, in high school, was cleaning out. And I'm sure, hopefully, she'll submit a response for this. But she, in high school, would clean out, like, the test tubes and stuff and labs. And that's how she got her start into the nursing career. And then she was in nursing. So from the time she was in high school doing that sort of thing until she retired at, what, 63 or so? So, however many, 40-some-odd years, she was at the hospital I was born at. She was um, there for, like, 40 years on the dot. So, or something crazy like that. I don't even know. Okay, and so next we asked them to walk us through their professional journey. Um, Let's see. So, her first job ever, she did a summer internship with UGA Griffin in 2014, as well as worked as a camp counselor with 4-H. We loved 4-H. <laughs> that was like our thing back in the day. Well, cool. Yeah. I went and fed the dogs, so if I sound out of breath, that's because I moved. <laughs> You're good. And so then going into college, she didn't start working again until her junior year because she wanted to adjust to a new town in her class routine first, especially after she switched the majors. She worked as a student worker at one of the research buildings across the street from the Mississippi State University, which is where she went to college. 
And she helped with the administrative duties, like running errands off campus, answering phone calls, delivering documents to other departments on campus. You get the idea. After she graduated for her undergrad, she worked at McAllister's Deli uh, so that she could save up for grad school. She said it wasn't the best job. In fact, she almost quit. Or that, no, she did quit, uh, mainly because of the work drama that turned most of the story against her, she says. Um, That's sad. It was really sad. She lost some good friends because they all turned against her because one lady started all this drama. I forget all the details, but she said, that's a long story. (laughs) And it sure is. It was just a toxic workplace. Like, the managers were unprofessional. Everything you could imagine. But she says it did help her build some skills that would help her in her career later on. She still looked for work during the time and got interviews for a victim advocate position in South Carolina and a criminal, st- a criminal statistical analyst at UNC Chapel Hill. She didn't get those jobs, unfortunately, but that's kind of the direction she's, like, looking for. Okay. Then when the pandemic hit, she decided to apply for grad school and got accepted at UNC Charlotte University of South Carolina and Georgia Southern. She ultimately went with uh, UNC Charlotte since they offered her an, ass- an assistantship and a master's merit award. And she's been working as a graduate teaching assistant since fall 2020. She's set to graduate in May 2022 and is hopeful to find a federal job specifically the behavioral analysis unit with the FBI, but she's open to any opportunity along those lines. So That's a really cool career path. I am really excited once she gets more involved with it to hear from her, to have her come back here yeah. and really break down those positions because I just find them so fascinating. And if anybody can relate to data or to victims, like she's a really great person for that. She's very analytical, but she's also really compassionate. And I just love that about her. So next we asked if they're happy with their current role and, like, what their desired next step slash career goals are. She said that she's been extremely happy working as a teaching assistant. She got to do three guest lectures and got to work on academic journals, which she recently, like I said, got published and has another article forthcoming. She's open to any opportunity. She would love to work in the BAU, Behavioral Analysis Analysis Unit, right, Um, But if that doesn't work out, she's considered working with at-risk youths, which is the topic of her thesis right now, or going into a PhD program. But she definitely wants a break first, though, (laughs) which I don't blame her. She's been in school nonstop, pretty much, for, like, ever. You know, I guess she took a little bit of time to work at McAllister's, but even then, it was like she's going to go to grad school pretty soon. Well, it is interesting because I think, I think it was nice to take a break before, you know, us starting our master's program. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you hear a lot of people say, don't take a break because then you won't do it. Mm. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's just a matter of what right. your priorities are and what your goals are. And if you right. want to do it, you just need to sit down and do, figure out how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Come up with an action plan. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so then we asked, what is your personal mission and vision Companies have missions and visions, so why don't we? How do you want to be perceived by the world? And real quick, I know you've already discussed this in, like, last episode, but yeah. real quick, what is what is a mission and vision? Well, so we didn't really explain this to the people that we sent the questions to, so I don't know what kind of response we're going to get, but technically, a vision is longer term. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did I explain it last time? 
A vision is longer term and in the future, like you're visualizing what you want to be like, and a mission is more tactical and what you can do right now. Yeah. And you're always working towards your vision, but your mission is how you're going to achieve your vision. It's kind of how I thought about it. Yeah. That, and that helped me when I wrote mine. Very simple and short. Yeah, those are good. Um, so she says that her mission is to be the best version of herself that she can be. She's a very introverted person, which is true. So she has some issues with just going for stuff. But she feels that if she has the aspiration to go after something, then she wants to showcase everything that can help me in my career while being true to myself. So she kind of combined them. But I feel yeah. like that's a really great answer working on yourself and taking time to self-reflect and be the best version of yourself you can. I think that that's good. I mean, that's kind of what I said, too. Yeah. You're on this path. It all starts with you. Mm -hmm. The rest kind of falls into place. Yeah. Once you sort of figure yourself out. So, that's good. I like it. I like it, too. Um, And then we asked, what is the most important lesson that you've learned through your life-slash-professional experiences this is my most intriguing question. I'm most excited yeah. to read this for everybody. Yeah, I'm excited to. She's learned that it's important to have a good support system. Without words of encouragement from friends and family, she wouldn't have even considered going into grad school or wouldn't have had the motivation to apply for jobs that she felt like she's qualified for. I've also learned to push past mental blocks and do stuff that makes me happy and put me in, in a stable spot, which I like. That's what she, that, and we did talk about that, I forget when, but she just wants to be happy and in a stable position, and that would make her very, like, that makes her happy. Isn't this what a lot of people want in our generation? So true. We just want to have enough money to eat and to be yeah. happy. <laughs> we just want to be happy. Like, yeah. Whatever, you know? And I think that's really good. You ha- you do have to have a support system. What are you going to do without one? Honestly, we've, you know, and that can be professionally mentors, co-workers, mm-hmm. but really a personal support system is equally, if not more so, important. Because sometimes you need that extra voice to say, yes, you should do that. Yeah, I know because of you and my husband, I have, and I was telling you earlier when we got our, our pedicures done, yeah. that like I have the most confidence in myself professionally that I've ever had, and that's primarily due to my support system hyping me up and being like, no, like you're more capable than you're giving yourself credit for. Right. So that's been really exciting, and I don't think I would have necessarily developed that without that support system. So, so thanks for that. You're very welcome anytime. <laughs> and then, um, is there anything that you want the world to know that we did not ask you about? And she says, hmm. I love that. Dot, 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 dot. She has a cowbell, which is a Mississippi State University tradition, and she will happily ring it loud and proud. I don't know. That was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> School spirit's real. I know. We we didn't really have, like, the sports experience at Wesleyan like that. As no. intense as, like, Mississippi State or University of Tennessee or, you know, anything yeah. like that. Very Georgia Bulldogs. Oh my gosh, how did I forget Georgia Bulldogs? Um, so that school spirit in that way just is foreign to me. But I really like getting into it, especially for other people. Yeah. Like at football teams, I get... I get excited. I get in- involved. You so. like hockey. I do like hockey. We should go to another. After we get off the podcast, I need to look that up. See if they have a schedule. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant look up your mom's birthday. No. I 
thought I know you know your mom's birthday. What is she talking about? Okay. What's funny is, real quick side note, um, I was born 1997, my mom is 57, and then Trent was born 95, and dad was born 55. Wow. Mm -hmm. So the age difference between me and Trent and my mom and my dad are almost identical, like a couple months apart in age differences. But anywho, so that is Jenna Mae Pass, the one and only, the best. She was also one of my bridesmaids in my wedding. Like, she's just a good old person to have around. Love her to death. She is. She loves the podcast, which we love. She always sends us show notes. I know. I I really love that. She always has good insight and funny stories and questions and stuff. Yes. Well, are you ready to move on to Christina? Let's go to Christina. We're on Christina. Christina is one of my friends from my first job out of college. And when we asked her about, can we talk about who you are and how we met you, she said absolutely, and it did not start out great. Oh no! Did not. She always sends me stuff about those memes of, you know somebody's your best friend when you hated them at first. Oh! (laughs) And I'm like, thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, that's true for me and my husband, honestly. I hated him at first. But you and me were bonded pretty quickly. Yeah, so it's not always true. But that's, that's funny. But, yes, so she did not like me at first, which I didn't know any of this. So I'm going to tell this story kind of from from my perspective. Basically, I just got hired to be a marketing specialist at mm-hmm. this doctor's office. Yeah. That was my perception of the whole thing was there was a job posted. I applied. The doctor called me that night and said she wanted to bring me in for an interview. So I went in for an interview the next day, and I was starting work on Friday. Yeah. That was a Tuesday. I was starting work on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I show up. But then I had questions, obviously, because I started this job and whatever. And uh, the doctor would tell me that I should talk to Christina about that. Mm-hmm. So I was always having to go to Christina and ask her for help with things because she had been there for, I think, at that point, like three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or four years. Mm-hmm. Her fifth year was after my one year, so yeah. Four years about that she had worked at this place as a medical assistant. So I keep having to go to her. And then finally, I don't know how it comes out that I guess... The doctor had promised Christina that she could do the marketing job. Because she didn't want to be a medical assistant anymore and she wanted to do the marketing role. Yeah. So then she didn't like me because I just showed up. Yeah. And then took this job and then still needed her help with stuff. Right. So why did I get hired when she could have just done it? Right. So she explained it that I guess, um, yeah, she goes, our boss said, Sure, you can do the marketing job. And then no more than two days go by. And then our boss walks in with Amber and goes, Hey, everyone, here's Amber, our new marketing specialist. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and tells Amber, This is Christina. If you have any questions. No, no. Or need to know anything, you should ask her. Oh, no. So Christina says, From the start, I was super furious. I was promised a job. And then she got hired, but quickly got over it. And Because um, you're great. We kind of pushed our ways into each other's lives. I just kept bothering her. Yeah. I mean, I kind of thought she was kidding. I thought that uh, was just her personality to like yeah. not like people. Right. It was just me. It was just you. <laughs> oh, Lord. It was just me. That's um, funny. And then she said, I've never met Laura, but I feel like I have. As much Aww. as Amber talked about her, I love them both. <laughs> That's so sweet. I know. I feel like I know her, too. I know. I know. It's so weird. There's all kinds of, you know, friends that I have from different areas of my life. Yeah. That you guys all pretty much know each other, but you don't. Right, right, (laughs) but we know enough stories and anecdotes, well, uh, stories and anecdotes, as if they're not the same thing, (laughs) you know. I mean, hey, hey, same thing. 
Oh my gosh. So many stories and anecdotes. <laughs> this is how you fluff up a paper right That's there. right. That's how you do it. <laughs> Real so, life fluffing up of a paper. Basically, her current job title, so actually she was promoted to chief operating officer of Ooh. that same medical clinic that we work for. Yeah. So, or we used to work for together. She started out as a medical assistant, and then when I still worked there, she had moved over to being the administrative assistant, because mm-hmm. she still wanted out of being a medical assistant. Went to do that, and then after I left, she got promoted to the practice administrator, Okay. And now she's the chief operating officer. That's exciting. That's awesome to be a COO at her age, too. Like, I know. she's pretty young, right? Mid, mid-30s? Yeah, that's pretty young yeah. for a COO. Yeah. She's, so, again, benefit of small business. Yeah. And when opportunities come up, and she's already been there, what, over five years at this point. Mm-hmm. Her five years was when I was still there, so that's been a little bit. Yeah. So she's been there so long, she knows the business the best, it makes sense that she would be promoted. Mm-hmm. So she says, she talks about that she runs the entire operation of three businesses wow. and two locations. And she says, which really means I'm just the office go-to person. Yeah. <laughs> which is true. There's always that person. And she always, that was always her biggest complaint about working there in general, mm-hmm. was that everybody goes to her for everything. Yeah. But it's because she's the only person who's been there that long. Right. Who, outside of the doctor. Right. Who's a busy person, too, you know? Yeah. And is doing other things at all times, so. Christina just knows stuff. She's kind of just the doctor's right-hand woman, so yeah. it makes sense that she would get That's awesome. all of this stuff. But then when we asked her to tell us something cool about you, she said, Ugh, I have no idea. Aw, I'm sure there's something really cool about her. And I was trying to think, but I only read this before we started recording, I was trying to think of something cool about her. And I know that there is some, and I just can't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that she's a chief operating officer. Honestly, that's pretty cool. She has, um, she has a little boy. That's kind of cool. How old is he? Oh my gosh. Like, I'm the worst. I think he's six or seven. Nice. I'm pretty sure he's six or seven. (laughs) I kind of tend to just imagine people at a certain age. I mean, I thought my brother was ten years old for years. Yeah. People would ask how old my brother is. I go, I'm 10? Whoa. He's Whoa. 13. I mean, I don't know. That's funny. So I think that's, yeah, he's he's little. Little baby, she has a dog. Oh, I know something cool about her. Yeah. She's going to be like, really? This is what you thought of? Basically, one time, she had a, a, a mouse in her house. Love the rhymes. And she couldn't get it out. Oh, no. They set all these traps, whatever. She literally told her husband she was going to stay at a hotel. And he yeah. had to pay for it, or he needed to get rid of it. And they couldn't get rid of it, so she bought a cat to mm. get rid of the mouse. And it worked within, I think, I think it was within a week. Wow. So that was a pretty interesting story, because every day I go, did the cat get the mouse? Right. Go, no. Want the updates. Yes, but it did work. There you but go. But then she had a cat that was a little bit unruly for a while, and I don't know if he's gotten any better, so Christina, you can give us an update on if your cat yes, has improved please. at all. I'm invested. Because, yeah, he was a little wild there for a while. And then we asked, did you go to college? She said, yes. She did do some college. And then she apparently did start out majoring in marketing, but then really just wanted to do the ad development and not actually any of the other sales stuff. Mm. So then she went for a medical background and got her associates in applied sciences and a diploma in medical assisting, and then went back to school during COVID in 2020. Ooh, um, that's tough. Yes. <laughs> for her bachelor's in psychology... And she was kicked out because she failed too many classes due to work. Mm. Oh, and I thought 
she was about to blame me. Oh. <laughs> she goes, because Amber, no, she said, because as Amber knows, there was three of us running the entire business and we killed it. That's right. Yes, we did. We owned it. Yeah. It was pretty great. So yeah, during COVID, we operated on a skeleton crew and, you know, it was, yeah, three people literally just, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. We came in every day and just cranked it out. We had a few medical assistants that would rotate through, mm-hmm. um, but they wouldn't be there every day. Yeah. They were there every day. We ran the CPAP department. It was probably the biggest thing that we kept moving during mm-hmm. that time because mm-hmm. people still needed their CPAP supplies. Mm-hmm. That couldn't just shut down. That was huge. Well, and the reason why it took so long is because nobody knew how to run a CPAP department. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were all trying to figure out how to even do that in the first place. Right. And again, another reason why she knows everything about this business is because, especially during that time, she was forced to do so many jobs. Right. We were all forced to do so many jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of became, like, the telehealth mm-hmm. uh, extraordinaire. Yeah. So for months after that, people would come to me for telehealth questions, and i go, look... I'm marketing now. Right. <laughs> I, you've got this. I did that, and I'm right. Done. I know she did feel bad about getting kicked out. It's hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard to juggle that. I mean, she's a mom and working full-time. I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically two full-time jobs you got going there. I can't imagine. And it's stressful. Like, the job that she does is stressful. Yeah. Not gonna lie. So. I believe it, especially if she's the go-to for everybody. Yeah. You have a lot of pressure. And works late and has to work oh, yeah. extra stuff. It's stressful for me as a person that does not have children, going to school at a at my own pace, you know, and then mm-hmm. working not even like 40 hours a week right now. So I can't even imagine adding a mom and such a high position in a company to that list. And that's why having a support system is so important. Yes. I think that you, you have to have a support system. You know, like... My, my aunt's going back to school, and, you know, she's got two kids, and she's getting her bachelor's degree, and you have to have, you have to have support. Yeah. And then, let's see here, professional journey. Actually, I was a little bit shocked by Christina's professional journey, because, again, I do this thing where I meet somebody, and I just think, this is who they are. Yeah. And I don't think, where have you been? Yeah. Like, I just started this new job now, and... People ask me, mm-hmm. so where were you at before this? And I'm like, what? <laughs> before this? The, what? This is where I am now, though. Why do you care? What? And I get it. It's a good conversation starter. You get to know people that way. Sure. But I just forget that, I don't know. I guess it's like your parents. You forget they you have forget a whole they life. Have, yeah, they're a whole person. <laughs> yes. So when she told me about these other jobs, I thought, what? Um, so she's been in a lots of customer service roles. So mm. she worked at Home Depot, Gander Mountain, Target. Um, What's Gander Mountain? Isn't it like a Bass Pro Shops kind of thing? That sounds like... That. I think so. Yeah. I think it's something like a Bass Pro Shops, uh, Cabela's, mm-hmm. um, hiking, hunting, that kind of stuff. So she did that for many years, but after she had her son, she wanted to find a more sustainable income, so went to school, and when she was done, started as a medical assistant in her current job in 2015. So then she quickly rose to lead medical assistant, and in 2019... Learned every position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wanted to do more. So when 2020 hit, uh, she really proved her worth because we were able to run the place uh, without being fully staffed. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, and then once everybody did return fully, we were off skeleton crew, everybody returned to work. That's when she requested to be an administrative assistant. So then did that 
until March of 2021. Then after the administrator left, she was able to take that role. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just recently got the change to chief operating officer. I just remember she, her way of telling me was sending me a picture of her email signature. That's so cool. I was like, well, okay. She goes, so this happened today. I'm like, all right. All right, making moves. All right. It's always good to have a title, man. A title that says what you actually do and is a reflection of that. So that's really cool for her. And then, are you happy with your current role and what's your desired next step slash career goals? Um, So are you happy with your current role? No. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Does she do it? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that workplace, it's not the greatest. It's pretty toxic. Um, So she's definitely been just looking to see what's out there um, and see how... She's really just trying to look at defining what she wants mm. and then how to use what she has and what she wants to find the perfect job. Yeah. Which is ultimately what you have to do is figure mm-hmm. out what you want. It's really hard to do anything if you don't know what you want. Yep. And you have to just think about it and start down that path. You don't have to have it all figured out right now, but just go, okay, here's what I think I'm going to do. Yep. You know, come up with a five-year plan. Yep. Here's what I want to do and here's what I'm going to work towards. That doesn't mean that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's just what your goals are, and then you can get derailed along the way on a bunch of different paths that you end up pursuing, but you just constantly mm-hmm. have to reevaluate and reflect. Yeah. So that you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what have do you want? Have a drive. Yeah. What do you want? It's like what that. What do you want? In the notebook. Is yep. that a scene in the notebook? Mm-hmm. Look at me. Making movie references. Proud of you. All right. What is your personal mission and vision? Her personal mantra is don't complain if you're not going to change anything. Mm. And she's really been trying to live by that, which is interesting. Because when I first read that, I thought, you know what, that is a really good mission statement for her. Now she's going to listen to this, and she's going <laughs> to hate me for it. But <laughs> this woman, she does do that. She would be complaining, not changing anything, which is why she's still at that place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh-huh. kind of toxic. But I get it. Her situation's different, which is what we explained before. Everybody's situation's different. Sometimes yep. you gotta, you gotta do it this way for whatever reason. You know, mm-hmm. she's got a kid. Yep. You've got other things to think about, um, and you have to take all that into consideration before making any kind of hasty, yeah, movements. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really, yeah, don't complain if you're not going to change anything, right? Right. I mean, complain sometimes. Right. Get it off your chest and move on. Yeah. Yeah, I've been told I'm a complainer, hardcore. Really. Hmm. Yeah, but then again, it was by a toxic person, so how much can you take? But that, I would just complain too much about things that... About what? My back. Oh, no. That person. Okay, well. Yeah, toxic workplaces. There's mainly toxic workplace worker. But you are doing something about it. I think that's... I guess it is kind of hard to define what you're doing about it. Right. Right? Because we talked about before, um, it was hard before we knew what was wrong with right with your back right yeah and then once we knew and you and you were taking those steps to go to these doctor's appointments you were doing something about it yeah you weren't just saying well my back hurts and everybody said what are you doing about it you went, nothing it just hurts right that's not what happened well her thing is she had a a pretty major injury that like impacted her life forever and she said i never complain about it you know when she was going off on me one day and I was like, 
But that's not true. Like, you make comments all the time. You bring up the story. You tell everybody any chance you get. Anytime somebody even looks at it, you're like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about this, this, this. So, I don't know. Sometimes the people who complain the loudest are the ones to get on to you about complaining. It's just, like, too much for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just fragile. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to break. They like to stand behind this whole oh I'm so tough but it's like yeah and and I respect this person immensely for what they've been through in their life but after a certain point like I would expect if I'm talking too much if I'm complaining too much for you to come to me and say hey you're really bringing me down instead of all at once blowing up haven't you isn't there some kind of psychology behind what bothers you about other people is really something that you do maybe I think that there's some I remember reading something about if if there is a thing about another person that really bothers you it's a reflection of something you don't like about yourself or Mm. that you are that way so that's why it bothers you interesting I don't know I could be very wrong I'm gonna need to talk to somebody who's more involved in psychology but (laughs) I think that that's probably true but that's so funny I don't know I like that good job Christina don't complain if there you go don't complain if you're not going to change anything about it. Or just be working towards mm-hmm. doing something about it. Yeah. Right? Don't just be a forever victim. Right. Yeah. You can't live that way. Mm-mm. It's not It's not good for you. Or for the people in your life. And I think that's Honestly. the biggest thing that I want people to take away from our podcast. I say this all the time. I feel like I have so many biggest things I want people to take away from this <laughs> podcast. But is truly if you fix yourself, the other things will fix. Mm -hmm. Without you even really doing anything. Yeah. You just fix yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. Are you unhappy? Figure out what you need to do to be happy. Mm -hmm. And do you have to consider other relationships outside of yourself? Absolutely. But fix yourself. Mm -hmm. It just... Do it. Okay, thanks. Just do it. Just do it. I know it's hard. I wish I could give you more action items. Maybe try journaling, reflecting. What else did we learn in class? Come up with a checklist... Therapy, honestly. Therapy. Um, Support system. But if you can't afford therapy, I mean, there's all kinds of articles out there. Yeah. Just literally look up how to become more emotionally intelligent and do some research about it. Yep. It all starts with you. Mm Mm-hmm. It all begins there. Yep. Okay, feel very passionately about this. I feel like I should, um, we should get our professor to answer these questions. I think that'd be really fun. That'd be really cool. We should draft an email together. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe she'll bring it up. We'll get blasted in class. Ooh. All right. What is the most important lesson that you have learned through your life and professional experiences? She said, know your worth. Yes, queen. Yes. Ooh, we stand, as yeah. the youngins say. Yes. <laughs> know your worth. Which it's, it is true. Yeah. It is true. And you have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. And ask for things that you need mm-hmm. and know that you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always nice. I mean, I know we, I don't know if we talked about actually love languages before, but mine's words of affirmation. So, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, that might be how I best receive love. And I love hearing words of affirmation, but you have to know that for yourself. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. You can't just be based on everybody else. Okay. So you have to know your worth yep. and understand yourself, like yourself, maybe a little bit, you know, that kind of stuff. All right. Is there anything you want the world to know that we did not ask you about? She Ooh. said that this is the greatest podcast ever. Ooh. LOL. 
Not because I love the girls making it, but it really does open your mind and think different. Oh, is that what we're doing for you, dear listener? Making you think differently? Making you think differently. I I love that. I feel like I think differently. I think that this podcast makes me analyze the world a bit differently. Yeah. Which is great for expanding my thought processes. Absolutely. So. I just think that I've, I've literally heard, I think twice in the past two days which is kind of a short period of time to be hearing this twice yeah somebody pointing out okay no that's good always a different perspective from you got it nice and I'm like love that okay (laughs) I guess cool yeah don't know how to take that but got it um funny like they appreciate it but they're also kind of like okay Amber you always give a different perspective sure plus I always play devil's advocate yeah it's not ever the same kind of different perspective Mm -hmm. I'll just go have you thought about that Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Have you? That's okay. Funny. But I think that that's it. I'm trying to think if I missed anything from Christina's story. I don't know. Christina's story is really powerful, too, because she has stayed at this company that's so toxic for so long. And I'm just yeah. thinking, how do you do that every day? That's what I should have asked her specifically. Yeah. Like, what is your superpower for doing that? Yeah. I don't know. We should... <gasps> We should have also asked in the form, maybe for future, tell us your most toxic workplace story. Oh, crap. Futures. Missed opportunity. It's all good. We got it from the future. We'll just, yeah. Our, our friends are going to be so sick of us in this podcast. Hey, and yet they keep listening. Yes! <laughs> we love it so, 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 so much. Yeah, I really appreciate all the great feedback we've been receiving from friends and family even my dad occasionally listens into random episodes, mm-hmm. um, which I find really sweet. Um, so keep all the feedback coming. Like if you're not happy with something that we've said, or you really love something that we've said, or had some questions. Like right now, I'm working with a good friend of mine, um, helping her determine what a legitimate workplace looks like when yeah. you're looking for a remote job. How you find out if that place is legit or not. So you know. If there's anything like that that we can help you with, we're more than happy to do so because that's the whole point of starting this. Yeah, just reach out and let us know. And I do have, I did have some feedback from from my dad. That oh, was really? pretty funny. Yeah, he said he listened to our first episode. And uh, this is just a total generational difference, which I think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He went, so Laura talked about that she has a whole house. But who buys a half of a house? How do you have a whole house? I said, Dad, it's a thing you say. Like, you have a whole baby. Of yeah. course you never have a half of a baby, but it's just the whole idea of it. Yeah. That's funny. Yes. And he goes, is that something that people say? I go, yes, Dad. That is definitely something that people say. We didn't just start saying that out I of thought nowhere. half of this house. Which, and then later on I thought, uh, duplexes? Yeah. Yeah, uh huh. But that's so not even see, the essence. Tim, of it. no, <laughs> just kidding. I love get him. with it, Tim. Uh, build a better house. Remember, build. yeah, build a better house from the Coming inside. Mm-hmm. From the inside out. Okay, good foundation. It starts with you. Yep. It mm-hmm. always leads back to that. I feel yes. like that really is the maxim of our whole podcast. Yeah, it is build a better house. Work on you. Do the best you can for your personal and professional development, and do the best you can. Yeah, because Christina and Jenna both pointed out in their different career changes that they made or different decisions that they made because you just have to think about what you want. Yeah. They both did that. 
And yep. I think we're going to find that trend with a lot of people. So I'm excited to dive more into it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it, isn't that's it? That's it, folks. Where can All they right. follow us, Laura? Because you're better at this than me. <laughs> Barely. Okay, you can follow us on Instagram at Mildly Professional Podcast. You can shoot us an email at mildlyprofessional249 at gmail.com. Yeah. You can follow our subreddit at mildlyprofessional. Um, and I, on Facebook? Yeah, we have a Facebook too, Mildly Professional Podcast. And TikTok. We don't have anything on there, but. And that, I forget, it's either, I think it might be Mildly Professional Pod, but if you look up Mildly Professional, we're probably one of the first. Just look for our logo that looks like a coffee stain because, you know, we're Mildly Professional. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and for all your great feedback. We really appreciate you guys and have loved making these episodes. It's just a great time. So thanks a lot. We hope that you're having a great week and your challenge is to figure out what you want. Tell me what you want. Something like that. I tell don't me what know. you want. What, what you, you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. I wanna. I wanna. I don't know. I wanna. <laughs> what I really, really, really want. A zicky zick. <sighs> oh, you know it. Oh yeah. If I you know that be one part. Love, <laughs> I learned that song from Chicken Little. Yes, that's where I first heard it. Too. <laughs> We're so young. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thanks guys, and thanks Colby as always for the music. Woohoo! So. Bye.